Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you all. On this Friday, November the 6th, we have come to Friday, the end, uh, or the end and the beginning of our weekend, this Saturday and Sunday. But with so much, so many things to think about, with so many things to consider, and instill the the uncertainty that lies within our nation. And that's why we consider that these podcasts are so crucial and important to be able uh, to see things from the lens of the Word of God, of the prophetic, of what God is saying. If you have been with us this whole week, we pray that you have been blessed, encouraged, you've been exhorted, that you've been challenged in this hour. And I know today God has something uh, fresh for us, and uh, prepare your heart, have your Bible with us, and let us study the Word of God together. Joining us today in our panel is Brother Marty and Brother Fernando, and we are so delighted to be able to share this time together, especially in such an hour like this. So Brother Marty, on this Friday, as we get ready to go on to the weekend, I know God has something for us today as we continue to study the Word of God. So I'll leave it to you to share what God has placed in your heart as we study the Word of God together. Amen. We've come to the conclusion of our week. Uh, it's been quite a tumultuous time as the, this was the week that the United States went to uh, to, to the polls and, and uh, on Tuesday, and I believe that was November the 3rd, and uh, and voted uh, for the direction that, uh, that uh, the people um, want the country to go. Uh, but uh, as is, you know, par for the course, as they say, in the year 2020, <laughs> what else can what else can possibly go wrong or happen? Uh, the United States is a house divided, and uh, we've been we've been talking on these things throughout the week. We've been uh, seeking to to hopefully bring some uh, you know some hope, some encouragement, and 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 above all. Um, something that we really all need and when i say things like that i mean i always you know start with myself but something that we all need and and that's to to really um reflect in these times uh for ourselves for our our loved ones our families our communities our brothers and sisters in christ uh what's really happening and what's really taking place in front of us and and us as the as the church uh of the lord where are we uh in that whole scheme of things and and what's happening what's really happening to us what's what what are we witnessing you know i'm 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 addressing those of you who you wouldn't be listening if you weren't serious believers to begin with because if you've been with us any length of time you know we don't we don't give you uh you know cotton candy for for bible study we seek to dig into the word. Uh, we're, we're just imperfect vessels trying our best to, to find out where are we uh, for the protection of our families and, and the solidifying of our faith and, and the guidance uh, that, that is so vital right now for all of us um, <clears throat> by the Holy Spirit. So I want to I wanna, uh, finish the week out because much is hanging in the balance. And, and there's a lot that's going to happen beginning today, Friday. Uh, and it's going to come down on you and me uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, in in a very heavy way. 
And I don't want you to be discouraged by what you're going to hear or what you're going to see uh, coming out uh, in, in in the collective psychology uh, of the nation as the media drives the narrative and and we begin to see what, what is happening and transpiring. Do not be discouraged uh, at what you hear or what you see. Because what's really happening in many ways is that refining, that purifying has begun. And and the Lord is, is, is about and has already begun to allow things to happen that are going to specifically turn the heat up, uh, remove the impurities, refocus his people and cause us um, to accelerate in our understanding and maturity quite possibly um, more than we've ever thought we could. The times themselves are going to push us in directions that will require uh, incredible um, sensitivity to the leading of the Spirit. This is unique in the sense of the experience of it, though it's not unique to the church around the world. We were talking about this before we began our podcast, and we talked about the places we've traveled around the world and and how really 95% of the rest of the world lives, especially in the third world nations where where my wife and family and I, we've been and, 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 and ministered around the world and, and seen how our brothers and sisters live. I'll never forget one time flying over the Democratic Republic of the Congo as we were headed uh, to a particular nation in East Africa and looking down uh, out of the uh, the plane that we were in. I looked down as we were coming into land, and uh, I think, I forget, we were up in northern Uganda or something like that. But looking down, it looked just like a movie. I mean, you had the grass huts, and and you had the, uh, you know, the, the red clay of, of Africa, East Africa. Uh, you had the, 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 the great jungles, you know, that you could see down there. And even animals that we see here in the zoo that were just running, running around and, and uh I remember landing there, and uh, and we would we would we were there to do a crusade. We had I think we we had about 150,000, 160,000 people come to that crusade. And uh, as is their custom, you know they they found the best place and accommodations for us, which really wasn't more much more than actually it was actually a uh, four by eight uh, piece of plywood with a, a little two inch uh, foam pad on it. Uh, and uh, our shower was a little hole in the ceiling with a with a with a water hose attached to a a solar uh, a solar uh, you know little like bucket thing that, that that would get warmed up by the sun. But unfortunately, it wasn't working. And and uh, and uh, these were and these were their best conditions, right? And we were there for like a week. But I remember the next morning as we were crusade was going to start the next day, and I remember getting up early in the morning, uh, and and I remember being overcome with a sense of of uh, of a real, you know, awakening as I saw, uh, you know, uh, probably about thirty, forty women 
that had walked maybe 10 miles uh, to where we were because right behind the, the little the little compound where we were at was uh, was a river, uh, a muddy river. And, and these mothers would come with their children. Some of them would wrap them up in these beautifully bright colored fabrics that they wear over there in Africa, you know, and, and the baby would be, you know, dangling in one of those uh, makeshift kind of thing that we, you know, carry our children in. And, and then there'd be one or two, you know, grabbing onto her skirts. And she would be, all of them had these 50-gallon plastic uh, jugs uh, or, or whatever you call them, you know, to, to fill them with water because they didn't have water in their villages. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have refrigeration. And I remember hearing them sing. They were singing the songs of the Lord. Uh and and they were filling up these big 50 gallon uh you know plastic containers full of water and they put them on their heads and 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 they go back to their villages singing a hymn to the lord and and i remember getting really impacted by that and i thought about america and the american church and and the and the striking difference between a church that had become so overfed and so overindulged and had so diluted the gospel as to find its its blessing in materialism. And I wondered, uh, with the short skirt evangelist wife in her high heels and, and uh, over made up face and too tight fitting of a dress, along with her $5,000 Armani suit wearing husband, would they be singing the songs of the Lord and go down to that river and carry that 50-gallon jug on their head? And more than them, I said, would you, Marty? Would you be doing that? See, I think that that's precisely a relevant story because the unbridled excess of the American church over the last several decades has brought us to this crisis right now. And you may agree with that statement or not. It doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever what you think about my opinion. Because what matters to me is that if if you get mad or you get glad or you get reflective, at least you've had some sort of a reaction. But you know what? we have reached this crisis moment of history in our country. And as brother Jeremy shared yesterday, and I don't mean to be a downer today. I'm actually trying to inspire you. I mean, I can come here and give you a Joel Osteen ish kind of message and tell you just how wonderful you are, but that's not going to get you through what, what, what's just ahead of, for us. And, and, and I frankly, uh, I don't really even know what to say to anybody anymore. I mean, it has it, come to that place for me. I'm just being honest. You know, I woke up this morning, and as is my custom, I go to the various uh, news agents after I pray and seek the Lord and so forth and so on. Um, I go to the various news agencies, the the global news outlets, and and and, and I, you know, I, I look to see what's actually happening since we we fell asleep last night. And I was really stunned, you know, because <clears throat> all this conservative platforms, all the um, 
you know, those that are sounding the alarm for the for the obvious shenanigans that are taking place in the in the counting rooms of the polling stations around this country. Um, all those platforms were deplatformed this morning. You couldn't get any kind of information coming to you from any alternative source except for for what the narrative is that is flowing from from the uh you know the globalist agenda in this country big tech national media houses controlled by uh, powers outside this country and and it and it really shook me because the blatant arrogance and and the imposition of will uh into the into into the into the stream of information and 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 the the censoring of thought i'm familiar with that in in africa i'm familiar with that in south and central america but not in this country and if you remember we talked about this a long time ago in our podcast this year we talked about that i think we said it this way they're taking their shot and they're not going to turn back now they're they're showing us their face, and and this is it. They're 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 not turning back now. And so I really I really come not not to give you a a pat on the head and say everything's gonna be all right, but I come to say we need to wake up and we better wake up quickly. God is allowing us to see these things in order that we might react in the proper way. Number one, we need to pray. Number two, we need to pray more <laughs> and, uh, and number three we need to be in the word and we need to be grown-ups about this because i'm talking to, to adults right now i pray we need to be grown up and we need to we need to we need to get very serious because these are sobering times don't think that we're just going to transition into into some you know well you know four years from now we'll change everything no you're not you don't understand do you not even yet well man brother marty i don't think i can listen to this anymore you you know you're bumming me out well okay but at least you know give me give me and my brothers a chance to finish this podcast today because we're coming at to you from the word and we're trying to we're trying to alarm you yes not scare you and we're trying to give you the kind of thought process that will cause you to react in whatever way the Holy Spirit tells you to react. Unless you think I'm being overdramatic, um, just do your homework and and open your eyes. Um, Because the hope that we have, and I think that maybe that's one of the things that the Lord is trying to communicate to us, is something that that our great forefathers who founded the church, the great holy apostles, and Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, tried to tell us was that we were born into a world that is corrupt, that is defiled, and it's fading away. But that he came to rescue us from that situation. And that he rose from the dead to prove to all who would believe that a better world is at hand. A world where the the oppressed and humbled poor of the world no longer have to be squashed underneath the intimidating foot uh, uh, of those who think that they have some sort of power. Jesus is coming for his people. 
And the sooner that we understand that and ask God to open our eyes to that fact, we will rejoice in that. I used to wonder when Jesus said in Luke 21, you know, where he said, you know, when all these things begin to happen, right? He went through earthquakes and famines and pestilence, you know, this horrible list. And then he says, but my people, he said, when you see these things, he said, lift up your head. He said that times would come in Luke chapter 21 where men's hearts would fail them for fear of what they see coming upon the face of the earth. In other words, and when you get into the to the actual language there, he said that the problems would become so co- complex, that things would become so corrupt, that nobody would have answers to them. He threw in a few, you know, natural disasters, tsunamis, earthquakes, plagues, famines, uh, the rise of an antichrist global system. And, and, and with all those descriptive terms of the apocalyptic days that we've heard about since we were little, uh, I used to wonder how I used to get a chuckle out of it because then the Lord throws in there and says, you know, when you, my people see it, though, you're not supposed to act like everybody else. You're supposed to lift up your head because you know something. You know that your redemption is drawing near. And and I want to get to that place, right? Because I'm like you. I'm like everyone else in this world, and my brothers are, and, and we're just human beings. You know, if I was by myself, it would be fine. You know, whatever, man. I grew up on the streets. You know, God God preserved my life, man. I, you know, I, I wasn't always, uh, you know, living a, a, a this kind of a, of a, you know, <laughs> Andy Griffith, <laughs> Opie Taylor kind of life, right? I have a good life, good wife, wonderful children, all that stuff. But there was a time in my life when I grew up on the streets, and I've seen the cruelty of this world. I've seen the horrible things. But I've also seen God protect me and preserve my life, just as he's done for you. He's going to do the same now. But there's a growing sense as well in my heart that we're going to need to become very, very proficient and very, you know, reach deeper than we ever have before. Because I'm not saying we just roll over and die. Uh, but what I am saying is that we need to be prepared and be strategically led by the Holy Spirit in these times because it's not going away. It's going to get worse. But we as his people, I believe that a supernatural grace is going to come upon us, a working of the Spirit, a joy in the face of, of what what shouldn't be a joyful thing a hope that burns bright within the heart, a a uh, a fixed mind, like the Bible says, thou shalt keep them in perfect peace whose minds are stayed upon thee uh, because they trust in thee. Any thoughts, brothers? I could keep going. I think it's the, the same thing, right? It's... Um... It's the heaviness, as you're talking about. Um, honestly, we can't we can't even begin to say what we really feel and what, what's really going on. Only those who have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying can see the um, the extent of the corruption. But but again, as corrupt as politicians are, and it's nothing new, 
right. it's the corruption that is the is the corruption that took place within the religious establishment, uh, the the spiritual leadership of this nation. That we we could have we that's something that we could have controlled. Yes, sir. <laughs> right, but, but yeah. we didn't. And and why why? We spoke about that before the 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 podcast is the preachers begin to be driven by their lust. My Lord. And by their greed and their lust for power. And we we, we like to blame them as Christians, the politicians, for having those those kind of, uh, you know, uh, desires of their own. But nobody stood up and called out the preachers. Right. And now the preachers don't have the power to call out the political leadership of this nation because they are doing the very same thing. Wow. Wow, that's a really good point, brother. Yeah, there's no Elijah to come to Mount Carmel, right? There's no John the Baptist in the wilderness. (laughs) Wow, that's a good point, brother. An incredibly good point. You know, I concur. You know, the, yeah. our hearts, our hearts are heavy. You know, as and I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking, is it that we don't have words to say, or is it that what else can we say? <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, we, we've tried to come to you, and and of course, and when, I, I don't want it to seem like we're harping on, on the listener. No, no, no. We just we're just thinking out loud in general. This is not, you know, to chastise our listeners or anything like that. I don't want it to sound like that, what I'm going to say, but you, you begin to think, no. what else can we say, right? We've told you in this way, we've told you in this way, in this manner, we, you know, I mean, what else can we say? How much clearer can we be with the message that we we believe God has given us for the people? Yeah. You know, at, at the end, and you know what, my my five-year-old daughter told me, she said, Dad, at the end, everyone is going to have to make a decision. God is not going to make it for you. You're going to have to make it who you're going to serve. And I, 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 that's deep. <laughs> You know, first of all, what is a five-year-old thinking that? How is it? It's the spirit of the Lord. Yes. It's, we've come to the time. We've come to the time where, if you don't get it, if you're not, if you've been with us and you still don't, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, um, what, what? How else can we tell you what we've been trying to express to you the last few months? Today I was. I went for a hike, brothers, and I ran into a pastor, and you know I knew him a good a good solid shepherd, solid congregation, loves God with all his heart, and we began to speak, and I knew initially I knew immediately that I needed to get <laughs> you know you don't know when you're going to see our brothers, and we need to just set things out, and we began to speak of the days that we are living in. And the Lord gave me the boldness, obviously in a respectful way, in a in a good manner. It was 
to speak about the times we're living and how we have this westernized gospel that thinks that we don't that thinks that we don't have to go through anything here in America. Yes. And the pastor and the pastor stopped stopped and he says, then, "Yeah, he said you're right." Then what do we tell the people in China? He says, "That are right now suffering." He says. He says, uh, our, our, "Our church likes to help missionaries, and we just got word of 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 a a a a." A pastor's head being cut off in China. Think about that. Here in America, we live in, you know, in luxury. And, and I began to tell him, I said, Pastor, we, we got to understand this is not a democratic republic, republic versus democrat. This is something deeper. And, you know, and I just shared with him what, what the Lord placed him on, what we've been discussing here. The very least, and I know he loves God. That he may at least think, like you said, if you don't want to, you don't want to agree. At least meditate and think, um, analyze what we're saying. And but you know what? We can't stay silent. <laughs> That's what we're here. Because the Holy Spirit is 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 compelling us to keep coming. The Holy Spirit is still compelling us to keep going to the people. There's people that are listening. There's people that are opening in their eyes. There's people out there that are crying out for an answer. And that's why God has connected you perhaps to this podcast. Perhaps to hear what he wants you to hear. But at the end of the day, brothers, it's going to be a decision that you are going to have to make. Who will you serve? You know, we tell people, pray. But do we tell them how to pray? Do we tell them what to pray for? These are things that the Lord is dealing with me, right? You know, it's yes, we want you to pray, but how to pray? Ask God. God, help me. Maybe you can pray in a way. God, help me to navigate in this hour. What what to do? Give me understanding. Lord, that when it comes, maybe you can pray and say, God, add to my faith that my faith will not fail me. As Jesus prayed for Peter. You know, pray, God, give me the boldness that I will need. You don't pray when you're in trouble. You pray before trouble comes, that you can be ready. Read the word, but ask God, Lord, show me what you're showing, my brother. Show me what you want to show me through your word. That's what we want to encourage you. It's not just praying for the sake of praying and, you know, and no, no. Lord, help us in these areas, how to do it, because we don't have all the answers. We're asking ourselves, God, we're, we're trying to make sense of everything ourselves, you know. But it's 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 going to the Lord, and he will show you. We want to encourage you. You got to listen. We want to encourage you. If you, if you, if you fear, if you, you know, you can hear the sound in our voice, the heaviness, because of what is at stake, the very soul of our nation. Yeah, and, amen. And that's 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 exactly uh, where we're at. See, uh, we talked to you. Uh, those of you who've been following the podcast for the last several months, so we, we had that those weeks where we we dealt with with Jeremiah's prophecies concerning the captivity, and we told you then that we had come up under a global captivity already. And yet it wasn't being discerned. 
by and again we're talking about the church we're not talking about the world the world's the world they will do what they will do uh but the church itself and and how to react with in that that truth whether we believe it or not i think one of the things that i sense in my heart brother jeremy and brothers and, and those of you that are listening is 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 why we 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 sense this move the, the, a deeper stirring in 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 the sense of this is that I I believe I have the understanding of what's coming and 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 that what is what is coming is something that will completely and it's going to happen quickly uh, in in the next few weeks really uh, and, and months ahead uh, is is a re uh, a restructuring of everything we've known, and 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 to be a Christian in this climate is going to be an, an exceedingly difficult thing to do. It, it must come, and I don't say that to be fearful. I say that so that we can learn from the scriptures. We talked about this a few podcasts ago when we were still dealing with with Paul when they went through Thessalonica when they went through Berea uh, how they 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 traveled at night they had they had connections they had underground uh you know modes of of moving about the the great apostles and protecting them and protecting each other and and, and these are practical things that at least we should game them out in our heads for you that have loved ones or or grandchildren or you know, husbands, wives, children, you know, grown up, you know, kids in school, whatever it may be, we need to begin in earnest to think things through, to think possible scenarios through. Um, and, and I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, that we go dig a hole and hide under a rock. No, but God gives wisdom uh, in those times, in the, in the time of the captivity that came upon upon Judah, he, he told them and gave them specific instructions on what they were to do. And the first thing they needed to understand, if you remember, we talked about it in Jeremiah, and you can read it in Jeremiah 24 when he compares the two. And, and, and he basically talks about how the captivity was actually up under God's protection because they understood it, they recognized it, and they had the prophet to tell them, listen, don't try and overthrow this thing because if you do, you're going to put yourself right in the in the line of fire, so to speak. What he was trying to tell them was understand that what you are experiencing in your time is a is is the natural outflow of the rejection of the prophetic warnings of God that had come for for decades, and it's fallen in your times. And he says, but understand it so that you can you can see the hand of the Lord in it. He's executing judgment upon an ungodly church system. And he's trying to protect his people. And 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 the reason I another thing I'm just going to throw this out there, you know, there there's, there were some people that were posting last night uh, on on the different platforms that 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 we know who live in the deep south in the Bible Belt, you know, and and one of the things that was posted was you need to quit watching Fox News and start watching Newsmax TV. <laughs> and I. And I and I thought, in the midst of all that, that is that's your great words of wisdom to the church. Quit watching Fox. Start watching Newsmax TV. Not one mention of prayer. 
Not one mention right. of search descriptions. <laughs> no enlightenment. Right. You know, it was, but that's the biggest problem that we have. That's why we're in the mess we're in right now. We talked to you about the religious ruling establishment hooking itself up to political power, walking the White House for the last three and a half years. Now, where has that brought us to? Right. Where's the leaders of the Republican Party, for those of you who are Republican out there, or conservative? Where's the conservative leaders out there shouting from the rooftop, the fix is in? None of them. They're silent. Where's the, the, the highly lauded preachers of the day? It was just marching on Washington a few weeks ago for this great revival that we're supposedly going to have, right? Where are they? They're silent. They're eerily silent. Right. So we, 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 we can assess and analyze the problem, but, but my concern truly is for my wife and my children and, and, and subsequently beyond the scope of my own family, my brother's houses, their family, their children. And, and those of you who listen, your families, your children, because we pray for you every single day. Trust me. We do every day. And your families. So, so, so do we have all the answers? No, but, but, but we are sounding an alarm. Right. Are you going to give me a list of what I need to do? No. I'm, what I am going to tell you, though, is, is, is turn to the spirit of the living God that lives within you. Pray. Trust your heart. Trust your leading. Let him guide you. Don't doubt what you hear in your heart. Follow it. That is where he is. And then, to, and then do the practical things that you know you should do anyway. Right. You know, whatever it's going to take. But we are going to come up under a situation where we can no longer be uh, out in the open uh, and exposed. That's what I'm telling you. It's coming to that. See, the early church went through that. And, and and those of you who've been with us, you know the principle of the scripture is he declares the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. And so what happened in the early church, we're coming full circle. I like the way Brother Fernando put it yesterday when he 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 summed up our, our podcast yesterday about Paul coming to Athens. You know, it's it's as if everything has come full circle. And and the same thing is happening now. We we we're witnessing the rise. And, and, and the full implementation of, of a global state. They have told us what they are intending to do. Whether we've been hearing it, we've heard it, but we haven't heard it. We've seen it, but we really haven't seen it. They are intending to bring the whole world under the control of, of their ideology. And understand this, this is precisely what the scripture said would happen. This is precisely what the book of Revelation said would happen and the holy apostles and prophets. And, and that is what we are witnessing. But they also told us how to act, what to do. In, in, in the time of Christ, when, when uh, he first revealed to them that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed, uh, he told them then, he said, when you see Jerusalem compassed about with armies, he said, you that are in Judea, flee to the hills, you know, go to the mountain, I mean, <laughs> go run to the mountain. That was in their time, right? But my point is this, is that he told them it's going to require an, an actionable response on your part. Right. Don't just sit there and watch it happen and then get overrun and, and, and say the Lord didn't tell you because he did. And he told us. 
we have the stories of Noah. He told us it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah, and it's going to be like it was in the days of Lot. Well, Brother Jeremy talked about it yesterday. In the days of Noah, in Hebrews chapter 11, you can read it on your own time, it says Noah was uh, be uh, was warned of God of things not yet seen, and, and he moved with fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world. So there are practical things that the scripture reveals to us that we are to do. Even the Lord told – go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, brother. And I just, just – uh, you made me think about Proverbs 22. You want to talk about wisdom for today? Read the book of Proverbs. And you made me think about the, uh, the, the, the verse in chapter 22, verse 3, where it says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. And, and I was thinking about a prudent man is one who's sensible, who, who, who's sensible, who, who can discern and foresee the evil that is coming. And then it says it hides himself. Well, what does that mean for us? We need to hide ourselves in the word of God. Mm-hmm. We, this is the time to hide ourselves and, 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 and see. That's where our protection is. Why? Because the simple... You know, they pass on and they think, oh, nothing's going to happen. You know, this is America. Not, you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, we're going to, and, and what, and at the end, they're bitten. At the end, they're punished. At the end, you know, they are taken. So these are practical, spiritual, but yet practical things that the Bible teaches us. You want to learn how to apply wisdom, how to apply the word? Look in the book of Proverbs. It 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 it's a it's the book of Proverbs actually is prophecy. If if you want to get to it. That that's what Proverbs thirty one says. Look what it says the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. So the, the word of the book of Proverbs is, is prophetic. You know, uh, understanding what is knowledge. Wisdom is the application of these things. We you know, this mm-hmm. is the way we are going to be able to navigate in this hour following the scriptures, following, you know, I'm just giving you one book, Brother Marty's giving you examples, you know, we're giving you examples of other places in the word of God to, to try to get you to, to go and look into these things. So, you know, I just wanted to, you know, in agreement with what you're saying, brother, pull out things that the scripture tells us. Right. And, and uh, you made me think of Proverbs 6, again, speaking along these practical lines. Uh, Proverbs 6, 4 uh, through, what is it? Let me see if I can find it here. Well, I'll just start reading. It says, uh, do not give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Listen to what he says in verse 5, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 5. He says, deliver yourself. There ain't nobody coming to rescue you. Deliver yourself like a roe from the hand of the hunter or as a bird from the hand of the fowler. And then he tells you to learn and go to the ant. He says, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Right? He said, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, no overseer or a ruler, she provides her meat in the summer. And she gathers her food in the harvest. 
How long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will you arise out of your sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. And so shall your poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. So again, practical advice in prophetic time, right? And and it's interesting he mentions the summer because, you know, this summer uh, we we talked and talked about about these things over and over and over again. We spent a considerable amount of time uh, talking about the wise virgins, right, and the foolish virgins. Let's take a look at that real quick as we close the day um, in, in Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, um, he talked about the midnight hour, that a cry was going to be made at the midnight hour, Matthew 25, uh, verse 6, and, and that, the, the, that, the, that the cry would be specific, that the bridegroom is coming, and that we were to go out to meet him. We don't have the t- time to rehash all that, but, but we're going to have to leave something to meet something. In other words, you're going to have to leave the position of the house to meet the master of the house. We talked about systems coming down. We talked about uh, religious structures uh, no longer being valid. We talked about institutions of men being completely overrun by evil men. And really, the, the what we are witnessing moving through the land is is the spirit of Antichrist. When what should obviously be uh, just and right no longer matters, brothers and sisters, we have entered those days. And so he tells them uh, in verse 7, to uh, they all arose to trim their lamp. But look at verse 8. It says that the foolish said to the wise, give us of your oil because our lamps are going out. And the wise said, we can't do that unless there's not enough for us and for you. That's harsh. Right. Because what's being revealed by the Lord is that there is a time that was yet to come, and we believe we're either starting those times or we're getting close, where it's every every man for himself. (laughs) You know know, know what, Brother Marty? (laughs) It's... it's I don't know what's the word for it. I marvel, I guess, at the fact that we have to convince the children of God of the times we're living in. Doesn't it feel like that? It it does feel that (laughs) way. It's unbelievable. It's like Jesus convincing Israel of his day. Like, hey, I've come. Right? You don't don't see the signs, you know, or, or speaking to a religious leader of Israel, Nicodemus, he said, you don't know the times. So remember this, we apply the principle of declaring the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. His conversation to Nicodemus is a conversation that he's going to have with the spiritual leadership of this nation in the last days. It's the same thing. They don't know the times. And because the leadership uh, the spiritual leadership of this nation doesn't know the times. They don't preach the coming of the Lord. The people, therefore, 
are completely abandoned and left to themselves and, and, and only left to desire what the preachers desire, which is what? Uh, 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 stability, prosperity, yeah. you know, a good job, a good school for your kids. You know, <laughs> if things are changing. That's, that's what we're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, brother. No, that's a really good point, right? Because um, I feel that way a lot, you know. And then, you know, I also think about, uh, you know, and, and we're talking to our to our brothers and sisters that listen too, because I know you feel the same way. Uh, you, you know, the real the real problem is is that is that for years, um, within the confines of, of of the church, what has really been being taught? You know, uh, pretty much nothing, like you just said. And so in the precise moment when we actually need to turn to the scriptures and search them to find out our times and what are we supposed to be doing and so forth and so on, nobody even has a reference point because they've been, been giving nothing every Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Little tap dances, little, you know, three points in a poem, as they used to say, you know, little inspirational thoughts to get you through to the next you know, for for the work week or whatever. I mean, it's so absurd what has happened. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, so we don't blame the people. We blame we blame the establishment, man. The, those that should know better, the ministers, are the fault because the ministry was given to the church to equip it. But if the minister isn't giving anything to those he's ministering to, of course they're not going to know or recognize or have a clue what's actually happening. What were you going to say, brother? <laughs> ministry's become a, a job and i think in our text yesterday as we were texting you know i know you know it's sarcastically but that's really how ministers see kind of ministry it's a job it's a gig it's a, <laughs> a gig <laughs> you know you, you know you get for musicians for musicians you know yeah i know gig, i did laugh yeah. You know, it, it, it's like really we're it's 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 that it's the soul of people that god has told us to look after their souls, and we're not. We don't even have a Bible to reference to because even our Bibles, and I'm not here to nitpick, but even our Bibles have been changed, right? Mm. The text, yeah. and, you know, so how can people even discern? You know, uh, we, we become enamored with paraphrased Bibles and message Bibles that have nothing you know what I mean? I mean, they do have something. They have at least something, you know, something better. But you get what I'm saying? Where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's so. why it's, it's, look, you and I have a responsibility. Look, and a lot of people have been left, as Jesus said, Brother Marty and Brother Fernando, as sheep without a shepherd. They're scattered right now, right? They're scattered. Yeah. But there is a responsibility that Paul, gives to the church he says knowing the time we have to know the time <laughs> and you know and you've hammered on that too in, in first john that we have the anointing that we don't need no one to teach us but the holy spirit right yeah and uh but you know what do we do like you said brother marty people don't even, don't even have a point of reference to start <laughs> to begin that's yeah. that's a very telling statement brother because it tells yeah. you just how far out we have been over the last years in church. That we, yeah. we cannot even discern 
or understand. We've been desensitized and so forth. Yeah, and 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 that's you know I I, I know that it can be overwhelming for people. Um, you know, it can be overwhelming. Like, where do I start? You know, and much of what they would, even if they opened up the scriptures, let's say of the prophets, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even understand the history or what's going on or how to interpret or. But the Holy Spirit can lead you, and and bottom line, uh, just start. You know, uh, but let me let me just, let me emphasize this again in in Matthew twenty five, um, where he says that the uh, the the wise tell the foolish, uh, I can't help you. I can't give you anything unless there's not enough for us and for you. And and that is an incredibly powerful thing the Lord revealed there. Because you have a fellowship of the five wise. They were able to, to be together. And so one of the more practical things we want to also say is that it, it, we are reaching a point of critical mass. And that we're going to need to be wise about who it is that we fellowship with. See, uh, our relationships in this hour are also being defined. Who we listen to, who we hang with, so to speak. <laughs> because the dividing line is upon us. And and uh, the aggressive nature of, of, of the foolish was to was to to demand from the wise because they they recognized that they had what they didn't and 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 that separation w- will take place the question is will you recognize it uh, those of you that are listening what what sort of relationships are you in right now what kind of uh believers quote unquote do you hang out with do they inspire you to to draw closer to the lord or or do you, or do they take you away from the zeal and the fire that burns bright in your heart? These are these are real practical issues and the kinds of things that we're just pointing out that that we're going to need to begin to understand as we go forward in the days ahead. Now, I could have come to you and we could have come to you today and talked about you know ballots and lawsuits and and you know fraud and all that kind of stuff right. that's going on. <laughs> Because it, it's just right. obvious it's happening, but we want to dig b- b- behind the curtain there and say, look, this is a concerted effort now of 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 the devil himself. What we are dealing with is the devil here, and not I'm not talking about elections. I'm talking about a global agenda that's being driven by satanic ideology, and and thus with that kind of a statement being made, we're talking about prophetic times. And so you either have an ear to hear or you don't, but that's where we're at. And so I'm not discouraged or bummed out. I'm actually angry. Right. <laughs> I'm actually mad. <laughs> you know, I'm not bummed out like, oh, it's all over. Look, man, what I'm striving right now is is, is to be a better man, a better husband, a better brother uh, to my brethren, uh, uh, you know, a better contributor to my community. I'm striving for all of it. And, and and I want to get ready for the coming of the Lord. And in that quest to do so, and especially now, uh, you know, the, the things that we know as, as as men that talk about the word all the time is just how serious it is, man. And so there's almost a sense of knowing even at a greater depth, and, and all of us are, are accountable for what we know, that we need to get right with God, all of us. 
and, and fall upon the horns of the altar, as the old-timers used to say, and beg for mercy. God, help us. Help us all. Help us to wake up. And, and, yeah. and not to wake up in fear, right? Because God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Let us dare to be great, great in the eyes of yeah. the Lord, right? Because yeah. we can rise above this. We can hold our heads high in the arena that Brother Fernando spoke about. Mm-hmm. We can go down into yeah. the den of the lions singing the songs of Zion. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, we're not we're not discouraged one bit, brother. You know, no. uh, really, I think I think today's podcast is just a conversation amongst brothers. Uh, you know, in, in our hearts. You know, uh, in, in in regards to everything that we've laid out for the past, I don't know, eight months. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I think it's good. I think it's good that, you know, um, you know, sometimes we just get caught up in our thing. As yeah. One preacher once said, you know, as preachers and, 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 and there's a divide between the preacher and, and, and the listener. Um, and sometimes we got to let the people know, Hey, you know what? We're just like, you. <laughs> we have concerns, you know, <laughs> we have a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, but uh, I, I know we're probably almost going to close, but you brought up a point earlier, which is kind of speaking here, um, that is really resonating with my spirit. Um, you spoke about how, you know, there's people that are hoping for a certain side to win, maybe Republicans, right? Um, yeah. You know, and you say, okay, what if they do win? What do you want to go back to? Yeah. You know, your comfortability. Mm-hmm. What do you want to go back to? The, the same, same uh, compromised kind of church that we've had. Like, what is like? What are we? What are we praying for? Yeah. What do we want to go back to? What was good before that we need to go back to it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, so when you said that, I was like, that's so true. You know, it's like. What, what, and again, we have a lot of people that that are, you know, illiterate in the Word of God and and don't fully understand the Word of God. They don't pray, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and want to uh, completely, you know, give in to the will of God. I think God is trying to do something new, completely different than than what you know whatever we call spirituality or manifestations of the Spirit was. He's trying to do something in individuals. Yeah. You know, he's trying to he's trying to bring about men of God to the forefront. You know, yeah. women of God that are praying women, children of God that are having dreams and visions. That's, that's what the Bible is. Yeah. What 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 do we want? Material things? No, it's, those are the things that brought us to the place we're in right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you started off the story uh, given the testimony of the sisters, you know, that were walking in Africa singing. Yeah. Man, that, that touches me, man. Uh, and it makes me check my own life. Oh, you know? it did me that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, we were together. Yeah. I know we're probably going a little long today, but, but listen, we were together in Honduras, remember? And, and, and yeah. remember the poverty we saw there? But they it came by the, the most southern. poorest, the most poorest region of the country, brother. That we went yeah, yeah, 
and the country's poor as it is, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Were they, Brother Marty, Brother, yeah. Brother Marty, where, where many people told you, don't go there, go to the big city. That's where you have, you'll fill up the stadium and, and people will come from there. But you said, yeah. no, I want to go to the poorest of the yeah. poorest and bring yeah. the gospel to them. Praise the Lord. And, and you know that, you know, that, not, that not, not, not many preachers do that, Brother Marty. I'm just, and I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt you, but not many preachers go there. They go to the big city. That's where the money's at. And brothers, let me tell you something. <laughs> I want you to listen to, to, to those. And please, you know, we thank God through this ministry. We were able to, to help over 300 pastors pay the way, you know, gave them a place to stay, spoke to them, fed them. Who does that? And and we went to the poorest, right, to the poorest. And you know what it turns out to be, Brother Marty? Gracias Lentira, where we went many years ago, was actually the capital of Central America. <laughs> we didn't know that. And, no, I heard and, that. And, and, and that's where the Lord sent us, brother. And people, we saw people coming from miles, coming. Yeah. Even in the member, one of the nights when it rained, and we thought, man, everybody's going to leave. And everybody stood there. Remember that night? In the rain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, God. it was, and that's, yeah, you know, uh, gracias, Honduras. We, we saw the poverty and, and uh, you know, they came from, from miles. There, there, it, there were thousands that gathered in a, in a soccer stadium. Uh, and they told us that there wasn't any hotel rooms or little. And when we say hotel, we're not talking about e Motel Six is like a five star resort in in, in yeah. <laughs> So I mean, yeah. you know, right. but uh, but uh, for for three hours in either direction, you know, and uh, and then I'll never forget that it got the attention of of the president. Remember, and uh, right. and he and he sent the vice president to our meetings. And he was there for four days, but uh, but we had we had thrown a banquet on a Saturday morning for for the political leaders and for the bankers and you know for the council, the city council, all that stuff. And we had we had had a whole buffet and 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 this whole thing set out for them. And they had all RSVP'd. We were supposed to have close to two hundred people show up. And come that Saturday morning, the president of the country uh, flew in about an hour away. Uh, to go do whatever he was going to do. And all those people that we had invited uh, and, and who had responded to us that they would come, and we, we, we ordered food and stuff uh, in accordance with how many people we thought were going to be there, rented a nice little place, had tables set, had waiters, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they all went to go hear the president. And so we were sitting, if you remember, we were just <laughs> we're sitting there, yeah, the place yeah. was completely empty. And then the Spirit right. of God came Right, the spirit of God came and said, "You know what? Let's do what the Bible says." Right. And what did we do? We we sent the, our our we workers. Right. Yeah, the, all the poor people, right, from off the street. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the right. place was full. <laughs> and it just reminds me of where we're at today. That's who God's coming for, man. He's coming for those who are like James said, "Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith?" to inherit the kingdom to come. There's a kingdom coming. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Tune in very oh. soon. 
<laughs> I think you know. Um, <laughs> I just have a vivid memory of all these people coming into this nice hotel, you know, as nice as you can have it. It was really set up nice. I mean, we were gonna, we were hosting dignitaries and everything, right? But the ones yeah. who got to enjoy it, man, were the poorest. I mean, they were. I mean, I don't know if they if they had a a a, a, a food a buffet like that. <laughs> right, enjoying it, you know, and then preaching the gospel to them. And just their faces, you know, sitting and enjoying the meal and and and, and little and sensing the presence of God. That even though at first it was a little bit disappointing, you know, hey, where they're at, but at the end, you know, seeing really that's what the gospel is, where the poorest come and they sit there, yeah, and they get to enjoy it. Amen. Amen, brother. Vivid memory. Again, again, it makes uh-huh. me choke up inside. <laughs> it seems sometimes it seems like you know a long time ago, but when you were sharing those stories right there, I just it seemed like yesterday. Now, man, I, I can see. I remember the first ones that started trickling in that we had sent vans out to just pick people up off the streets, and their eyes were wide open, like blinking. Go, right. Where are we? <laughs> right. <laughs> they were, yeah, are you sure it's free? They even asked me, yeah. "Are you sure it's free?" I said, "It's free." It's really? Free. You don't have to pay nothing? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's Jesus, man. The gospel That's is free. Yes. Amen. It's, it's going to be like that. He said so. He said he's going to send his angels. Hallelujah. 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 He's going to bring us to a banqueting hall. And I know Hallelujah. that our eyes. Our eyes will be wide open and we'll be overwhelmed. Oh, it'll get. Oh, it'll get. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh. So take heart, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, the greatest, you know, we used to say it a lot, and I believe it now, the greatest move of the Holy Spirit here. Yeah. It's here. Absolutely. You know, the greatest harvest of souls we've ever seen. It is. It is, brother. It is. And and I think we saw that in our Ezekiel podcast, right, where he said, "Now you go out to that city before all this bad stuff happens. You go, you go mark my people. You go mark my people. God's marking yeah. His people right now. Yeah. God is marking His people right now. We know we've read the end of the book, as the old timers used to say, right? Hallelujah! Yeah. We win. We win. <laughs> my, my, my brothers, can I? Can I pray with the people today? Uh, I really yeah, absolutely. But, Amen. But, but this prayer is, is really just nothing else. When, just it's just a prayer of gratitude. <laughs> just a gratitude, yeah. you know. Be 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 thankful. Think how the Lord saved you. Amen. Think and and say, you know, maybe you don't have everything together, like God. You don't have everything together, but you know what? We're striving, and, and God is is revealing His word even unto us, babes. You know. Man. Um, you know, we're like Gideon. You know, we don't. You know, our tribe is just a little tribe. We're, you know, we're we're not known or anything. We don't. It's just, but God just chooses whoever He wants. You know. Yes. <laughs> so, would you join me in a attitude of just thanksgiving to the Lord? I, I sense His presence for what He's He's doing, and you know, he, God has been speaking in this podcast. And and you know, yes, you could feel our heavy heart, but look look at the joy when we begin to speak of what the Lord has done. Amen. <laughs> and we begin to remember where He's taking us from. Yeah. There is a joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what I sense right now. A joy unspeakable yeah. and full of glory. 
Hallelujah, because this hope purifies us. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for this time of, of fellowship with my brothers, with the listeners, God, this family that you have given us, Lord, that most of them, we probably don't don't know them, don't know who they are by yes, faith, Lord. but we know them by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And over the months, we, we have become acquainted, Lord. And, and I believe, Lord, that you are showing us, Lord, their hearts, and you're showing them our hearts, God, that we just simply are interested in one thing, and that is to glorify you, Lord. Father, we thank you. You know, we came, Lord, and, and just, you know, our hearts broken for the for the, the, the condition of the church and, and the people who are scattered. But, Father, how you turned that into a joy when we began to remember things that you have done, God. All oh, the mighty things that you have done, God. When we look back, God, where you brought us from and where you have been taken us, everything has led to this moment. To this time where we can look back and say, truly, the Lord has been good. Yes, it amen. is the goodness of God, Lord, that Lord. brings men unto repentance. Thank you. Oh, Lord, it is the long-suffering of God that desires all to be saved and all to come to repentance. Father, this Hallelujah. moment, all we can say is thank you. Thank you. You bless us, Lord. You bless this nation of America that has been a blessing to our family. Yes. Yes. Through our generations, God, that has put food on our table, has given us everything that we we could have never thought we could have, God. And that's why, Lord, we hurt because we understand where the blessing came from. And Father, what we find ourselves now, God, is, is it's a condition that all we can say is, God, do we deserve judgment? Yes, we do. Your your judgments are righteous. But God, all we can do is appeal to you, the God of mercy. That while there's yeah. still time, Lord, you begin to deal with hearts. If 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 the elite don't want to listen, if the ministers don't want to listen, then deal as as my brothers have said, you deal with individuals. You speak mm-hmm. to multitudes, but you deal with individuals, God. And there's just maybe someone here today that feels afflicted, that feels confused, that feels, God, I, I want to know you. How do I even start? How do I even go about it? Lord, today, Lord, that, that something has come into their spirit, Lord, that is prevailing over their lives, hallelujah, that says, press forward in the name of Jesus. Because you're coming back soon. Fact is, Lord, we're just pilgrims in this world. We're just passing by. And you said, let let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in me, believe in my Father, I go to prepare a place that where I go, you will be. I will come for you. You're coming back for us, Lord. Thank you. Just a few more weary days, then I'll fly away, God. Yeah. Meanwhile, give us the strength that we need. Meanwhile, give us the strength that you give Elijah to go in that 40 days of wilderness. We're about to go into a wilderness again. We're going to need the strength of the Spirit. Father, we're going to need the boldness in this hour. God, give us the capacity to understand and be able to navigate in these times that we are living 
For your word says that you are not a God of confusion, God. You're not. So let us know where we're at and what to do as the sons of Ishaka, who not only knew the time, but knew what to do. Put that spirit in us too, Lord, that we not just know the times, but know what to do, Lord. If anything, if you could just simply preserve our families, our children, God, and those around us. Father, I pray for the listener, Lord. We stand with them in faith today. We stand with the listener today that says, I want more, Lord, that you would fulfill the desires of their heart to know you more, to, 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 to draw closer to you, God, because we cannot even draw close to you unless you draw us to you in this hour, God. Yeah. Oh, Lord, we can find comfort in you today, Lord. We, fi- we have found strength in you today in your word. There's safety in your word. There's strength. There's joy. There's yes. peace, Lord. Hallelujah. That surpasses all understanding, God. <laughs> oh, Lord, we trust in you. We look to you. We look to you and you alone. We are dependent on you and on your Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in this hour. Father, as we go into the weekend, Father, I ask you, that you would be over us. We plead the blood of Jesus over every family, over every person that is representing a family member, their family, that you would honor their faith and keep us. Keep us in this hour, from this hour of temptation. Let us keep the word of your patience in this hour. God, reveal yourself in this hour more and more to our lives. We pray for one another. We bless you. We thank you. You have been faithful. You have been faithful. Psalmist said, great is thy faithfulness, Lord. We love you with all our hearts. We seek to honor you, not just with our lips, Lord, but with the lives that we live before men and before you. We thank you. We love you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. We love you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Look forward to having you next Monday. If the Lord allows us. The Lord permit it. We'll see you Monday. But meanwhile, keep looking up.